0: You have your Bibles, turn to uh, Psalm 23. We will be uh, focusing our attention this morning on verse 1, but I'd like to read the whole psalm, very familiar psalm to most of us. Psalm 23. Father, we thank You that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable. And we do pray that You would make this portion of Your Word profitable to us today as we've come to hear from You. And so may You speak through these words that they might be Your words, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. No matter what you are facing in life, you can find a psalm that speaks to your situation. Although many psalms arose out of a particular situation in the life of the psalmist who wrote the psalm, the psalms are not so tied to those situations that they cannot speak to us are experiencing different situations and different problems for example there's not a psalm that specifically deals with child abuse but there are psalms that deal with the emotions and the responses that you would associate with something like child abuse anger Betrayal of trust? Misuse of power? This is the beauty and benefit of the Psalms. They speak directly to our lives today. And that's certainly true of Psalm 23. Psalm 23 has a simple title, A Psalm of David, A Psalm Written by David. We don't know when David wrote it, But it would have been appropriate in many of the trials that David faced in his life. You remember the early days, David was himself a shepherd who protected his flock. He knew what shepherding was all about when he wrote these words, the Lord is my shepherd. Or think of his confrontation with Goliath, a young lad, inexperienced but with tremendous faith. The Lord is my shepherd. Or the days of fleeing from Saul, a fugitive seeking refuge in the hills and caves surrounding Judea. The Lord is my shepherd. He ascended the throne as king of Israel, but you know what happened? A series of sins that had adverse consequences. Adultery, murder, cover-up confrontation leading to confession and forgiveness all throughout that process he could have prayed the Lord is my shepherd and I hope like David you can affirm this morning and will be able to affirm this morning the Lord is my shepherd by stating these words we acknowledge that God will provide all that we need in whatever situation we are facing in fact in light of the personal pronouns that are used in Psalm 23, we could rephrase that and to say we acknowledge that God will provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing. That's what Psalm 23 is all about. We see from verse 1 how God is able to provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing. God is able to provide all that you need because He is a God who is near. He's near. This psalm begins with a statement concerning the character of God. The Lord is my shepherd. All of your translations probably uh, have this word Lord in capital letters, maybe uh, capital L and then small capitals O or D, and the Hebrew behind this word is a particular word for God, and we're not exactly sure how to pronounce it because the Jewish people at some point in their history would not pronounce it for fear of blaspheming the name of God, and so if you're reading along in the Hebrew text and you come to this name for God, you just say Adonai, which is the Hebrew word for Lord, and so our English translations have kind of gone along with that. And whenever we have this name for God, we have Lord in capitals. It's been pronounced a variety of ways. Jehovah is sort of the older pronunciation. We sang a hymn that had Jehovah in that hymn. The, the more modern tr- pronunciation is, is Yahweh. But the important thing is not how we pronounce it. The important thing is what does this name for God mean? Mean. Notice David does not write here, Elohim is my shepherd. He doesn't write, El Shaddai is my shepherd. He writes, the Lord, and we'll just use Yahweh, is my shepherd. These names all refer to the same God, but they stress different things about the God that we worship. El Shaddai. God Almighty. God All-Powerful. Elohim. Sort of the generic name for God, the majestic, sovereign God of creation. But God is Shepherd. That's Yahweh. To see the difference between Yahweh and Elohim, we only need to compare Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1 describes the God of creation who, who brings this immense universe into existence. He speaks, and it happens. He creates, He forms, He fashions. God as creator is the majestic, glorious, sovereign God, and the name Elohim is used in Genesis 1 because it fits what is being said about God there in Genesis 1. But in Genesis 2, a different side of God is presented, The majestic God of Genesis 1 is the God in Genesis 2 who takes time to form Adam from the dust of the ground. The glorious God of Genesis 1 is the God in Genesis 2 who plants a garden for the well-being of Adam and then Eve. The sovereign God of Genesis 1 is a God who provides companionship for lonely Adam by creating Eve. The powerful God of creation of Genesis 1 comes walking into the garden that he's made for them in the cool of the day to have fellowship with Adam and Eve. And only after sin enters the world does he come in judgment, which we see there in Genesis chapter 3. And so in Genesis 2, when we're talking about God being near to his creation, it's the name Yahweh. In fact, if you look at Genesis 2, Yahweh is added to Elohim in the phrase Lord God. It occurs all throughout Genesis 2. Yahweh, Elohim, Lord God. In the Exodus event, the name Yahweh takes prominence. It becomes the covenant name of God. The God who fights for His people. The God who delivers His people. The God who redeems His people from the bondage of Egypt. When David comes to write about God as His shepherd, he uses the name Yahweh. Yahweh, the Lord, is my shepherd. Because God is near. The faithful covenant-keeping God is near. He fulfills His promises in the lives of His people. David knew from experience that a shepherd had to be near the sheep. Shepherd lived with the sheep. A shepherd walk with the sheep. God can provide for you because He's near. He knows you. He knows your struggles. He knows your trials. He knows your needs. Because He's near, He can provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing he is not a distant God Yahweh is not only a God who is near he is a God who is personal and here we see David says the Lord is my shepherd it's kind of interesting David does not pray that that, that, uh, uh, Yahweh the Lord is the shepherd of God's people they shall not want he doesn't pray that now that would be accurate that would be true He doesn't even pray, Yahweh is our shepherd, we shall not want. Again, that would be accurate. He could have prayed that. But he prays, Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's personal relationship. Think about your own prayers for a minute this morning. During your personal prayer time, when it's just you and God alone, during those times of prayer And devotion, what pronouns do you use? In your personal prayers, do you use we or our, even though you are alone with God? Concentrate this week on using I and my. Don't hide behind our and we. It's easy to sort of distance ourselves from God when we are just praying alone with God we and our are very appropriate in corporate prayer prayers in the worship service prayers in your family but when it's just you and God alone it's a personal relationship he's my shepherd in John 10:24 some of the people asked Jesus we read John 10 earlier we didn't read this section of John 10 John 10 24 some of the people asked Jesus how long you keep us in suspense if you are the Christ tell us plainly and part of Jesus' reply to them comes from this comes from verses 26 and 27 he says to them you do not believe because you are not of my sheep my sheep hear my voice I know them And they follow me. Jesus knows his sheep. They know his voice. We did read John 10.3 where Jesus says the shepherd calls his own sheep by name. By name and leads them out. If he is your shepherd, he knows your name. It's not an unusual occurrence for two shepherds. Now, I've never seen this because, obviously, I don't live in an area where we have a lot of shepherds and sheep. Probably most of you don't either. But uh, I've read of, of accounts where two shepherds meet in the middle of the road. One's walking this way, one's walking that way. And they kind of stop to talk uh, about whatever they would, they would talk about. And as they stop and talk, all the sheep begin to mingle together. And an outsider might look at that and say, oh, man, this is... This is This is a problem, right? How are we going to separate the sheep? It's pretty simple, actually. One shepherd goes that way. One shepherd goes that way. Calling their sheep. And they follow him. The sheep know the shepherd. The shepherd knows the sheep. In this computerized age, when we feel sometimes like we are just a number, it's great to know, it's encouraging and comforting to know that He knows my name. In fact, He knows exactly what you need before you even ask. When you call to Yahweh as your shepherd, you're in contact with someone who knows your situation better than you do and can offer you meaning and significant help. He's near. He's personal. And because he is near and personal, he knows exactly what you need in whatever situation you are facing. And that's kind of what the last clause of verse 1 says, doesn't it? I shall not want. I shall not lack anything. Here we have the sufficiency of God's provision for us. Whatever we need, God is able to supply. And the specifics of what this this particular clause means, I shall not want, the specifics is really given to us in the rest of Psalm 23. In other words, Psalm 23 is really a commentary on this phrase, I shall not want. It tells us how we shall not want. And so, are you in need of rest? The shepherd provides green pastures and waters of rest. He restores my soul, could relate to both physical and spiritual needs. The Hebrew word for soul can also have the the broader meaning of life. He restores my life. Are, Are you at times in need of guidance and direction? God promises to lead his people in the paths of righteousness, not just for our good, but for his name's sake. Perhaps in the past or even right now you're facing difficult trials, maybe even, even facing death itself. God promises to be with us through the valley of the shadow of death. Even there we will not be alone. Kind of like cruel and unusual punishment sometimes, isn't it? To have a person in the hospital and nobody can visit them. Alone. But they're not completely alone. God as their shepherd, Yahweh as their shepherd is with them if they know him. You feel bruised and drained because of conflict. You, t- you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Even in the most difficult times, God promises to provide abundantly even to the overflowing of our cup. All our days, we can be sure that God's goodness and mercy, mercy a, a word that stresses His covenant faithfulness, will follow us All the days of our lives. In fact, that Hebrew word for follow can even mean pursue. These things are pursuing us. The hound of heaven and his goodness will track you down. God will provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing. I don't know a lot about sheep. I grew up in the city. So I've read uh, a couple books. Uh, one particularly, Philip Keller, a book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. He was a missionary in some part of Africa, I think, and he actually was a shepherd. It's part of what he did. He was, he was a shepherd. And he writes a book about Psalm 23 from that perspective, and he says the life of a particular flock depends on the kind of shepherd they have. Some shepherds don't care about the sheep no time for them they don't worry about finding proper pastures proper food not concerned about protecting the flock and and Keller says these sheep look sorrowful half starved facing endless hardship without a good shepherd the sheep suffer Psalm 23 reminds us that we have a shepherd under whom we can thrive if we will follow him. He will not spare any expense to provide for his sheep. Remember when David appeared before Saul to fight Goliath? Saul says, How can you, a mere lad, face this giant? David says, I'm a shepherd. I am a shepherd. And if a lion or a bear would attack the flock, I protect the flock. I've killed many a lion or a bear. The shepherd risks his life for the sheep. Isn't that what our shepherd has done? Jesus has not only risked his life, but he has given his life life for us he is our good shepherd and if he's given his life for us don't you think he will continue to provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing in this life and the life to come this has implications I think for us as a church corporate implications most of Psalm 23 is more on the individual But we can take great comfort that our shepherd, Jesus Christ, has this church in his hands during these difficult days. We are praying that our under-shepherd, our pastor, our beloved pastor, will have a quick recovery. But until then, know that Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, has our pastor in his hands. He has this church in his hands. And we can trust Him to provide everything we need during this difficult time. And He also has you, each of you, in His hands. Let me close this sermon with implications for us individually. If Jesus is my shepherd. Many years ago when we lived in another city there was a commercial about a local bank that offered personal care, personal care. And in this commercial, an ordinary guy walks in the door and he's greeted at the door and there's the red carpet is rolled out for him and he's escorted up to the teller and, and all of his needs are taken care of first class. And I know it's just a commercial, but every Monday morning a branch of this bank right down the street from us, I would walk into that bank every Monday morning. (laughs) And I'm a pretty ordinary guy. And there was no greeting at the door. There was no red carpet. There was no escort up to the teller. I had to wait in line. And when I made it up to the teller, he or she really didn't know my name. I had to tell them what my name was, and if I tried to cash a check, they always made sure that there was enough money in my account to cover it. They don't, don't really know that much about me. We have a shepherd that offers real personal care, you can talk to him anytime. Always available, no busy signal, you won't be put on hold. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning, he's always available. He knows what you need even before you ask him. And he has a program for future security that will outlast any program a bank has to offer, doesn't he? This morning, trust in what the shepherd has done for you. Listen to his voice. Follow him. He will provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing. Because he is your shepherd. So the question this morning is, do you know Jesus as your shepherd? Have you trusted him with your life? We're going to sing a hymn in just a minute. Here's the first verse of that hymn. Arise, my soul, arise. Shake off thy guilty fears. A bleeding sacrifice in my behalf appears. Before the throne, my surety stands. A surety is someone who will guarantee your place. You are adopted into the family. You are received into the number, as that catechism question said. Before the throne, my surety stands. Before the throne, my surety stands. My name is written on his hands. When it came to secure the salvation for his people, Jesus did not die for some anonymous group of people, he did not die for a series of numbers. He died for me. He laid down his life for me. Jesus loves me. And what's so amazing is I don't deserve any of it. But he is my shepherd. He is near, he is personal. He is able to provide all that you need in whatever situation you are facing. I hope you can say this morning, in fact, I hope it is the strong desire of your heart to affirm with David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you hold this church in your hands. We thank you that you hold each of us individually in your hands. And you are such a wonderful shepherd. Thank you that you pursued us. We were lost sheep. Brought us into the fold. Thank you that you have prepared everything that we need. And you will be with us through whatever situation that we face. Do encourage us and comfort us today, we pray. The strong name of our shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen.